Hey guys, or should I say, hello sunshine. Welcome back to another season of She Glows by Glory. We've been at this thing for about a month or so now, and I took a break at the end of 2022. One, because work was working your girl. I couldn't catch a break. But two, I also want to be sure that I'm being very intentional when it comes to this podcast. I don't want to just come on here and talk about just anything. I want to make sure whatever I speak about, whatever we talk about has meaning that it, that you get something out of it, that it speaks to me and it speaks to you at the same time. So with that, you know, bear with me. I am going to change it up a little bit instead of trying to make it every week. That is a little bit too much for your girl right now. I'm going to make it at least twice a month. That gives me time to do my research when I need to do research. It gives me time to study where I need to study. But then it also allows me to to breathe and not feel like I have to be on the roll like that. Um, So with that, uh, let's first... Happy New Year. I know it's like the third, fourth day of February, but um, I haven't seen y'all, so you're going to get this Happy New Year out of me. And we're going to do a little bit of a recap of how the end of last month or the last year went and last month, too, because last month was interesting. Um, Let's start with the fact that towards the end of 2022, I got sick again. Yeah, I think that was the very last episode that I recorded was when I was getting over that. Um, Right after that, I had a snake in my apartment, y'all. If I could, I'd post a picture, and if I can, I will put it up here. But there was a snake in my apartment. Mind you, it was like 10 at night, so there was nobody awake. And it was sitting by my front door. I got up to go use the bathroom. It's looking at me, looking at it, looking at me, wondering why it's in my space while I'm in his space. We're looking at each other like somebody's not supposed to be here. And me being the one that pays the rent for this place, it was him. It was him. Uh, so, yeah, that's um, that happened. I finally got it out, got outside, found a neighbor, poor thing. She a real one because she had just got home with her kids. I'm like, I need you to come help me with this snake. I don't know your name. I don't know your life story, but I need you in this moment. And, you know, God worked that out. So, you know, shout outs to her. Shout outs to God. I got sent to Alaska. I got sent to Alaska and my crew schedulers laughed at me when they did it. They said, "Uh aha, pack a coat. Um, went to Alaska, got stuck in Alaska subsequently. Yeah, so that happened too. Um, there was a snowstorm when we got there. Um, they tried to get us out of there and Alaska said no. So we ended up staying a whole another 30 hours, which I didn't see the outside of my hotel room the entire time I was there. So, you know, there's that. I just, I don't voluntarily like being cold. It's not a thing for me. I can ice skate. That's probably the only thing you can get me to go do. But as far as anything else, snow, building a snowman, I'm not Elsa. I'm not Anna. You want me to go sledding? <laughs> I'm not from the north. I'm a Floridian. It's in my bones. My bones are in at. So, yeah. Um, and then I had to pack my apartment up, you know, not moving wise, but because they needed to come do a treatment on the apartment, I did have to have it packed. So my apartment stayed packed up and looked like as if I was moving for about three to four weeks. Mm-hmm. 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 
you know, in doing that, I realized I don't have a system when it comes to packing. And uh, I think we need to come up with a system sooner rather than later, which is fine. I don't mind doing that. Um, but because I do want to move, I need to know, like, how am I going to pack this stuff up? Because your girl was stressed trying to do it herself. I moved my own fridge by myself. I moved my stove by myself. Like, I was doing the things, but I don't want to be that girl that has to do the things for herself all the time. So, you know, learned a little bit about myself in that. But, you know, that was that was the end of last year, beginning-ish of this year. And then with this year, I only have really three focuses that... Um, I personally really want to hone in on one is being debt free like I've said before the other is getting physically fit because your girl can barely walk upstairs without losing her breath so we're working on that and then also just getting spiritually healthier um, strengthening my walk with God being more focused in that and so with that again using my wisdom to be sure that I am giving God the amount of time that he's requiring from me and not trying to just do anything and everything at all times, um, slowing down enough to hear him. So yeah, so that's the little recap. I do pray that your beginning of the year has been good. Um, and if it hasn't, I'm praying for you. Uh, I promise you like this year came out kicking for a lot of people in my life. Um, and I just want to say, like, I'm, I'm here with you. I'm here for you. Um, but, yeah, I had a trip, which brings me to this topic today. Had a trip where I was talking to my mom on the phone. And while we were having our conversation, I was just talking about, like, when I originally gave my life to God. Like, back in... 2017 2018 around that time period we were just I was talking to her I was like you know at the time when I gave my life to Christ I surrendered to him but because of all of the trauma that I caused myself that life handed me like all the things I did not truly trust God and like it's been one of those things where I've been having to walk it out in order to gain the trust. And it's not like he's having to gain my trust. I'm not, like, he's not trying to make me trust him, but I'm try I have to make myself trust him, if that makes sense. It's not him trying to gain my trust. I'm not trying to gain his trust. I know he, tr he he's working in me, but the knowledge that I have areas that I may need to... Um, really allow him to do the work I don't I don't always trust in that and so it was it was a very interesting like conversation that we had but I wanted to kind of say my thoughts on here so if I stumble if I stutter you already know it's gonna happen just bear with your girl um I did my research like I usually do my little definition finding and surrendering is the act of ceasing resistance and submitting to authority like I said when I initially gave my life to Christ, it wasn't I walked up to the altar and, you know, boo-hoo cried at the altar. Absolutely not. That was not it. I was sitting in the back of the church, the biggity biggity back. Like, I wasn't even trying. I was, I didn't want to be there. Did it because my mom made me go. Like, I, it was not where I wanted to be. 
And as I've said before, one of the praise team members came from the front. Mind you, she was making eye contact with me like this. Straight up just, just eye contact, continuous. And she was just mouthing, we're waiting on you. We're waiting on you. And because I'm stubborn, I'm sitting there like, um, you gonna have to keep waiting, sis. And she said no, and she came down. And in that moment, I was like, okay, God, whatever you say, you got it. I'm here, here we are. You want me, you got me. What you gonna do with me? Like, it wasn't one of those moments where God... I, I've come to the end of myself, but I was so tired of being angry and being just this hard rock of emotions that I was like, okay, fine, fine. Like you got it. You got it. I mean, of course I did cry. Like I am a crier. If you get me emotional, tears are going to run. But in that moment I was like, it was an aggravation. And so though I surrendered my life to him, I hadn't fully like gone through the motions to gain trust with him. Like I was like, you know, I'm a Christian now. Don't really know what he's going to use me for. Like what can he use me for? And having to rewrite that narrative in my brain because that's what I truly believed for a very long time. I thought that because I wasn't really like the popular person. I wasn't the most outspoken person. I was very introverted. Still can be very to myself, not as introverted as I used to be. But because I didn't see myself as being a forefront person, I was like, okay, God, yeah, I belong to you. Yeah, I'm going to heaven. That's all that matters to me right now. I'm good. But I wasn't willing to trust him with, with me. Um, I still felt like I could do things the way I wanted to do them, how I wanted to do them, and be okay. And it really wasn't that at all. Um, as I began to get more curious about what our relationship could be, um, that's when he started to show me like, hey, I need you to trust me that I got you. And that can be hard for a girl like me um, because if you're anything like me, you only grew up in a one-parent household. And I don't put any of my downfalls on the fact that I only lived in a one-parent household. I love both my parents so much. Both are ride or dies. One's a little more crazier than the other. I'm not going to say which one is which. They both know I love them with all of my heart. (laughs) But... I dealt with a lot of, um, can I trust you? Because I haven't been able to trust certain people in my life. And I don't think we sit with that a lot. I don't think we sit with the fact that you not being there hurt me. Like, you not you not showing up shows up in my life. It, it shows up. Like, you not being there is there for me. Like... I had to get to the point where I'd be like, not even get to the point. I was at a point where I would pray for stuff, but then I would go do it instead of waiting for God to do it for me because I was so used to, okay, if I want it, I got to go get it. Watching my mom work jobs to make ends meet. I'm like, okay, got to be independent. Got to work through that. And again, I don't blame my parents for anything they could only do so much with what they knew 
And I would rather, and this is, this might, I'm going to talk it through. You're going to understand me at the end of it. I'd rather have the relationships that I have now with my parents rather than have any kind of resentment or grudge toward them because they stayed. Me now versus the me little girl who was there. Though, yes, she needed both parent figures in the house to grow into a full version. That full version would have still been broken even more than what I than what I had to learn how to let God heal. And I don't think we ever like sit and say, yes, it hurt. Yes, it, it, it sucked. Yes, I wanted to be a mama's girl. Yes, I wanted to be a daddy's girl. Yes, I wanted to be able to look up to this person. But I am so glad that I can now have a relationship with that person and not be hurt by what they did not know and put on me versus what they did not know and took away from me. I hope that makes sense for y'all. It made sense for me in my head. We're going to keep going. But um, in that, I'm learning now, like, I am allowed to be vulnerable. Um, and vulnerability is something that comes with trust. You Well, trust comes with vulnerability. Learning to allow God into those naked places where I'm like, I don't really want to show this to you because I'm embarrassed by it, but you have called me to lay it out for you. Your word says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. And so I'm learning to God in this area. I feel very naked. I feel very vulnerable and I don't like it. But because you have called for me to hand this over to you, I am trusting that you're not going to hurt me because he's not going to hurt you. He's not going to hurt me. It's not in his nature to want to hurt his children. It's not in his nature to want to cause you pain. Pain happens in life, but what we do with it is 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 the thing. Like it's what it is. Like when I was younger, I think I spoke about this probably, maybe not. Y'all going to hear about it again. I have a scar on the back of my leg. Because when I was younger, I was jumping around after I got out of the shower. My mom was doing her, getting her uniforms ready for work. Iron was still on. She didn't realize it. Of course, me being five, didn't realize it either. And when I jumped back, it's it burned the back of my leg. And, you know, you learn your lesson from that. But then it causes a fear. But then as I got older, I'm like, I can't. I can't be afraid of an iron. I can't be afraid of a flat iron or a curling iron. Your girl got to get her hair done, like, and you like to look good, like, you got to, and I could have either let that pain, that hurt, keep me from ever wanting to touch an iron again. I could have said, I will just dish it out to go take it to a laundromat, let them do the the, uh, dry cleaning, steam it out, hang it up, little duh. But no, I was like, I'm not going to allow one aspect of pain and residual trauma from being burned, like, keep me from moving forward. Another instance, I remember I was young and I took my brother's skateboard. We were riding up and down the apartment complex and I ran over my finger. 
don't ask me how my hand got under the, the wheel. I don't know. Don't ask me what I was doing in order to do that. I don't know. I just know that when I got up, my hand was bleeding. And I ran back inside, of course. I'm dramatic, screaming, crying, snotting all over the place. My mom looks at she's like, oh, you'll be fine. And in that moment, I could have said, bump everything that has wheels. Everything that has wheels. But I would have missed out on the joys of learning to ride a bike. Would have missed out on the joys of learning to ride roller skates. Like, learn, and in, I guess the thing I'm trying to get at is when we allow certain aspects of our past or things that have happened to us to dictate how we go forward in any kind of scenario that may even hint towards it. Not saying toxicity. We're going to get into that one too. But when we stop ourselves from enjoying life because of X, Y, and Z that happened in our past that we keep holding on to it, we are robbing ourselves of fulfillment, for of finding joy. Like if you burnt yourself in the kitchen but you like food and you enjoy the process of cooking, are you going to stop cooking just because of one time? But I want to move over into something else real quick. So y'all going to work through this with me. When I first thought about this conversation, this topic, um, Again, I was on the phone with my mom. Then I started getting ready for my trip, and then God slapped me in the face. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure y'all have had moments when, you, when you're like having a conversation and God decides to hit you with the realness of what the conversation really is, or he hits you with something, and you're like, yo, I never even thought of it that way. And the one thing he hit me with was, a lot of times my children surrender their will to me but they won't surrender their ways to me and that's a problem and like I said it hit me with a ton of bricks I'm pretty sure when you hear this it's gonna be like okay but why would you say that why what what but the way I see it is we say God if it be in your will I want x y and z Lord if it be in your will this, this, this. And he's like, it is in my will. He gives you the confirmation for it, but he has not given you the direction and how to achieve it. Um, and so you go and do it your own way. And it made me think about Abram and Sarah. And uh, when God said, it's my will to give you a son. And Sarah said, Okay, well, we're going to do it this way because I don't see how it can work any other way than you go get Hagar, y'all go do y'all thing, have a kid, and his will is done. That's not at all what he said. He said, you will have a child by Sarai. Like, that was that was the will and the direction of the plan, but because it wasn't in the timeline that they thought worked the way it was supposed to work, it caused a lot of issues. Issues. Maury couldn't have had any more issues than that. But <laughs> y'all forgive me. It's been a long time. I've missed you guys. Back to our schedule. But then I think about like things in our lives, like me with this job. Had I gone about this, or had I got this job when I initially 
started my the process like when I first started doing the interviews and getting my resume together had I got it when I started doing it and I started doing my like applying in 2018 I don't think I would have lasted and that came with trusting God that he's going to work this out um something that I remember was I did not tell my job <laughs> that I was applying to be a flight attendant until I got my um face-to-face -face interview so that meant I went I want to I, I want to say two to three months of me applying to be a flight attendant doing virtual interviews at home and getting the yes but or no thanks but no thanks and then getting eventually my yes um without them knowing anything because I didn't want any I didn't want it getting around my job I didn't want it seeping through the cracks that oh she's leaving oh she's trying to go like I wanted to make sure that if this is God God speaks <laughs> if this is what he has said because if you remember when I told you the testimony of me even becoming a flight attendant I was going into the military and that was my way of getting out of Fort Walton and it did not work but in this I was like okay God I'm trusting that you said this you gave it to my mama 95% of the time what she say come from you come from you so I'm trusting you in this and but I'm not gonna speak on it until it happens Hold on, that was good. Don't speak on it till it happened. Like, it was a, I would guess you could call it a test for me to make sure that I, that I trusted him. Like, not him testing me like, do you trust me? No, testing me like, do I trust him? Like, do I trust him? Like, it, it was one of those things I had to sit there and be like, okay, I'm gonna do it. I ain't gonna speak too loud about it. I'm really not gonna speak loud about it because if it falls through, I don't wanna look dumb. And that was a self-preservation kind of tactic that I had. And um, got my face-to-face. Uh, -face and I then let them know, hey, I'm going out to Dallas to be a flight attendant. I'm going to go do the interview and I will be back. And by the grace of God, they gave me the dates off. They are like, oh, yeah, sure. Um, but when I did come back, like I said, through the grapevine, it's... It, 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 it trickled on down and so I went um, about two to three weeks without hearing whether or not I got the job and so it was one of those things that was every time it's like have you heard back nope but here we are have you heard back nope but I trust God it was the first time I was like I trust him I ain't got nothing else to do I got I gotta trust him he he's done this and um I remember at my face-to-face -face going into the bathroom, staring at myself in the mirror and saying, we've come too far not to leave this place without a face, without a, uh, without a training offer. You've come too far to not get a job out of this. That was my, that was my thing. Like I've come way too far to not get something out of this. And I want to say, if that preached to you, let me know. But we're gonna keep going um and I just in that I was like okay God I need to hear something I need to hear it like please please uh, 
And I remember being coming home from work one day, going to my room, and I was like, I just want to know. <laughs> I, I yelled at my house like, I just want to know. My grandma was like, will you just be patient? Go check your emails and let me know. So I went and checked my emails, nothing, but then I checked my spam. And my spam said, congratulations, we'd like to offer you a seat at training for six and a half weeks. And I screamed. And I, w I had tears of, like, this is surreal to me, but it was also like, God, you really did, you, you said this. Granted, I still got to go through six weeks, but you said that this was the job for me. And so in that, that helped my trust immensely. And then even now, um, your girl's about to hit four years in the job I love it it has its days where you know it's tougher than others but I have learned that if he's brought me this far in my career if he's brought me this far in my relationship with him if he's brought me this far as in to give me the things that I've prayed for I, I have no other choice but to trust him so in that I really want you to understand that things may not always work out the way you think they should. For me, I thought I was gonna be like my brother and join the military, you know, be set up, go to school through the military, things like that, and be okay. But that was not the, the plan for me. It wasn't what he had ordained for me because my job allows me the opportunity to go home and be a part of my ministry back home. It allows me to be here and get to know people here. It allows me to stay seated. Whereas every three years, every four years, I would have been moving around. This allows me to be grounded because if it's up to me, I'm going to be based in Dallas for the rest of my career. Now, whether God has different plans for me, if he decides to say, you need to go back to New York, um, we're going to have to have a conversation, but I, I'll do it. But it's the fact that I don't have the stress of having to repack all this up and unpack and start over. Starting over isn't bad, but it is stressful. Like, it can be very stressful. Um, even doing this job, the beginning of this job was stressful. And everyone's like, well, would you trade companies? Will you go to a different company? I remember one guy at my job, he was a guest, and he was like, you know, you made it in with this one, now you just gotta bump and go through all the, like, your, your, you, your end goal should be Delta. And I was like, glad to hear that, okay, I'm gonna keep that in mind. And um, after I went through training, I said, you won't catch me doing another six weeks of training. So here we are. I'm rocking with you. You rocking with me. We here together forever. Because I just, I'm going to be very real. For those who are interested in becoming a flight attendant, for those who are in flight attendant training, I want you to save up your money. Save money. At least 2K. And one day I will do kind of a, not really an in-depth uh, talk about this, but I will do a podcast where we just have a powwow about everything, all things flight attendant, favorite trips, tips, things that I keep packed, how do I, all of that, we'll do it. But 
pack, save money. Don't overpack. You won't need it. And don't forget God. Don't forget God. Because in training, you're going so much, you're going to have to find a way to get fed. Thankfully, training was out here in Dallas. I was able to make it to the potter's house um, like once. But I had to f- I had to make sure that I was feeding myself because you are going, you are going, you are going. Test, mo-test, mo-test, people. You're surrounded by different people. You're away from home. If it's your first time from being away from home, you are away from home. And that can weigh on you. And in that, I remember saying, God, wherever you send me, I'm going to stay there for a year because I don't want to move without you. But even in that move where where I was put for uh, the first year, I had to learn how to trust God and keep in my mind. And that's a whole different conversation. Like, to to keep my mind, to not let me go crazy, to not let me get in my own head, to not let the thoughts win, to not let the outside uh, attitudes, personalities, issues, learning, learning New York, learning all those, not letting my mind go, trusting him with my mind, not only my heart, but my mind, that was, who baby? That was a lot. And there were it was touch and go. <laughs> it was touch and go for a moment, but at the end of the day, I did not want to get back to a place where I lost myself. A lot of you probably seen my ring on my finger. Um this is my promise ring to myself. It's not for abstinence, it's not for celibacy, it is for me. It is to remember that no matter what I go through, no matter who comes into my life, no matter who leaves my life, no matter what God puts me through, I will not lose myself again. I will not lose myself to what this world has because it's not worth it. Like, yes, quote, I am abstinent. We ain't gonna talk about that right now. That's not even a whole, that's a whole different conversation, but... I just, I don't have it in me to lose it again. I can't afford to. I can't afford to be the person that I was in high school. I can't afford to be the person that I was when I was uh, getting my associate's degree. I can't afford to go through the depression that I went through back that back then. He brought me too far. He's bringing me so far. Like, I can't afford to do that anymore. And so I had to make a promise that no matter who God brings into my life, I won't lose me and I won't, I won't walk away. It'd be hard because there are days where me and him are fighting. But he wins because he's God. Like, but I have to remember that he's brought me this far. He's going to bring me further. And, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm still growing in areas. I'm still learning to trust him. I'm still surrendering trust in areas. When it comes to relationships and rejection which is a whole thing for me. I don't like the idea of being rejected. I it's probably no, it's not probably. It's most likely the reason why I'm still single because I don't like rejection. It does something to me. I just it's not something that I am fully healed in. Um because I will automatically ask myself, "Well, why wasn't I good enough?" And that's not even 
the case. Sometimes people just are ratchet. Sometimes people are slow. And sometimes God is saving you from them. Sometimes God is saving them from you. Like there's, it's a whole lot in there. And that is an area where I am really like learning to trust God in like, Trusting that whoever he does decide um, to send into my life will treasure the love that I have to give because my heart is very big. That they will protect my heart when I hand it to them. That they won't just squander it, that they won't break it into pieces. Uh, and and vice versa, I want to make sure that when God hands, gives me their heart that I don't break it trying to heal my own. I don't want to take pieces of your heart to stitch into the broken areas of mine. I want to make sure that though both will be possibly battered and bruised, that we are not bruising each other even more just to feel whole for ourselves, Um, which is a whole thing. That was a whole word. Uh, Yeah. But um, I'm back. Um, if you have episode ideas, if there's something you want to hear me babble about, let me know. Uh, if there's something you need me to pray for you about, let me know. I don't say that lightly. Let me know. I want to fill my prayer wall with prayers for people. I want to fill my prayer wall with people who want God to move in their lives, as well as me, if, like... If God places me on your heart, first of all, thanks. Secondly, pray. I'm probably going through something. 95% chance I am. That is how life works. But um, with that, I guess let me go ahead and just pray us out of this. And then I will see y'all later on this month. Uh, That probably will be Valentine's Day. Is the podcast going to have a Valentine's Day episode? The Lord is yet working on me. If you knew me back in high school, I hated Valentine's Day with a passion. I am learning to appreciate it for what it is now. Um, Am I still a little cynic about it? Just a little bit. But I'm doing my best not to be as Debbie Downer about the holiday as I used to be. The Lord is yet working on my heart. And so I do wish that um, if you do have a boo thing for Valentine's Day, I pray that it's God in that. Like, I really do. I pray that whatever you guys go through, that God is in it. Um, whatever they do for you, woo woo, and if whatever you do for them, hey, you better get it, get it, get it. But with that, Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for this moment, Lord God. I thank you for allowing us to learn to trust you in seasons and in steps, Lord God. And Lord God, even when we decide to surrender our wills to you, Lord God, that you teach us how to also surrender our way to you, Lord God. And that in all things, we give you glory, honor, and we praise you for it. Keep us as we go through our week. Keep us as we go through the rest of this month and let us come back better than we have before. I thank you for it. It's in your son Jesus' name I do pray. And until next time, let the church say amen and stay shining. Bye.